this week on the Brody and Mo In-Law Show. We've got a last, a literal last second special guest joining us on the program tonight. The incomparable Phil Bashaw. Phil, thanks for coming back on. This isn't his program anymore. This is John Miller's program. And it's almost like you can't compare the two. My daughter just turned two, and she has grown to be somewhat violent. on Arizona sports, collaborate on being dads to daughters, and conversate on the pressing matters of today. And Brody, almost all three of those, maybe not the daughter's part, but the other two, the bookends, have come together today, right now, because literally half an hour ago, probably the most prominent figure in in the University of Arizona sports world just passed away, Coach Lute Olson. Coach Lute Olson, who... Uh... We talk about the University of Arizona as being a basketball school, and it is because of Lute Olson. Uh, we have to go back and remember that the University of Arizona was not a good basketball team for long, a long, long, long time. It was not a good place to go. Nobody wanted to go there. And, and Lute made it the... I, I'm going to call Arizona, at, obviously I'm biased, but an elite program. Able to recruit uh, athletes able to develop young men to uh, to drafts to NBA players to just building the entire culture that is the University of Arizona men's basketball program you can obviously go back to loot and uh, so uh, we're it's it's sad today that we mourn the loss of of Lute Olson Brody, we got a we've got a last a literal last second special guest joining us on the program tonight. Just the to incomparable talk about this, Phil and Bashoff. That is the incomparable Phil Bashoff. Phil, thanks for coming back on. Uh, we we just, we just need to. Bill. I think we need to celebrate this guy. We need to commiserate a little bit about what 2020 continues to do to us, especially us Arizona sports fans, apparently. And uh. Just off the top of my head, like the natural question to ask is what is what is the thing you're going to remember about Lute Olson the most? But I want to go in a different direction maybe and ask how does how does Arizona from here continue the legacy of what Lute started? Like what what should we want to see from Arizona basketball moving forward to honor who Lute was and what he oh, wow. did for this program? Yeah. Because that opens up a whole can of worms, right? Like, does that mean that we keep <laughs> yeah, Sean right. Miller? Yeah. Does that mean that we fight against the the sanctions coming down from the NCAA? Does that mean that we're on the right path, or should we look for something different? I really don't. I don't have an answer. I'm I'm wow. opening it up. That is uh, that does open up a whole a whole can of worms here. I mean, maybe it's way more fun to just ask what's your favorite loop memory? <laughs> yeah, that's that's really, you know, and actually that's a pretty tough question too, you know, because there's so many memories of of uh, you know, I really got into U of A basketball when I was in high school. And it was um I got into it because my friends were into it and um and you know, I had um 
you know, I had some, I had some people that I really looked up to that used to love watching U of A basketball games. And so I started watching with them and, and, and Lute was the coach at that time. And, uh, and we, I watched so many great basketball teams coming up to that program. Um, all the time I was in high school, all the time that I was going to school at U of A, uh, you, you know, Arizona basketball was always something to look forward to. You always knew you're going to be competitive. Um, you know, I watched, you know, I watched us, uh, lose to lose to Duke, um, one year. Uh, that's a, that's a memory that I'll never forget. Um, you know, I, I remember the year where we, bo- we almost beat Illinois. It was supposed to be the best team in the country. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, it, it was, um, Ooh, yeah. you know, there were a lot of, there were a lot of great, great memories just watching basketball games with my friends and, and, and Lou Olson was always a part of that. You know, he was always the man on the sidelines and he was always the guy that was going to bring us through. And, and, you know, it's, um, it, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a big part of why I'm an Arizona sports fan. Um, you know, was, was, was Lute Olson, those programs that he put together and just sort of the class act that he was. I mean, he, you know, he was a, he was a part of the community. Uh, he, uh, he, he did so much for that, uh, for that, for, for, for Tucson and that program, uh, and really made it something to be proud of. And so, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, a. I don't think you, I don't think you ever really recreate that the way that he did it. Um, you might have some comparable mm. programs somewhere down the line. You might have, mm. Um, some comparable figures in Tucson uh, as a part of that program, but it'll never quite be the same the way that Luke did. Agreed, it. dude. I, I I agree. And and the answer to your question, Mo, is is that everybody's thinking is the classic video of Miles Simon messing up his hair when they won in in '97. Like that's you know like the epitome of Lute Olson and and like the just pure. Um, elation of winning the national championship and bringing that championship to Tucson uh, that is going to be super hard to replace, uh, maybe never replace that, that feeling. And, um, and I think about Lute and what he did on the court, but also once he took a step back from being the head coach to going to every game, to being on the sidelines, to cheering on the team, to to be able to to relinquish the reins like he did as a head coach for so long is very difficult to do. And to say that this is your team, but no matter what, I am a University of Arizona fan through and through. And I'm going to go to every game and I'm going to cheer and I'm going to root for and I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure I am the best alumni that I can. I got to hear Lute talk at uh, the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences uh, world famous uh, Dean's Burrito Breakfast one time at, at, during homecoming. And you just you, when he walks in the room, you just feel a winner. You know that 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 is one thing that always stuck out to me is when when he entered the room, you were in the presence of a winner. And there's only a few people I think in the world that can, that can emulate that. And that's what I think of when I think of Lute Olson is, is just radiating being a winner and a champion. So, yeah, there's, there's always an air of invincibility when, when Lute Olson walks out on the court, it doesn't matter who's wearing the uniform, you know, that your team has a chance. And Brody, to your point, to piggyback on that of, of him still being such a, a, critical part of U of A basketball after he left the head coaching program. I remember NAU basketball went to like a real minor postseason tournament 
three or four years back. Uh, Jack Murphy was uh-huh. the head coach at the time, who's now an assistant coach for Arizona basketball. He was an old Arizona alum. He came up through that system. He worked under Loot before he became the head coach of NAU. And no, like, I mean, this tournament doesn't even register on a national scale. Unless you know who NAU is, you don't care about this at all. And no one in Flagstaff even cares about <laughs> NAU basketball. But the semifinal game that NAU made it to, it was it was a pretty big deal for them because they're not, I mean, it's not a, a sports program. It's not anything that's had success in the past. But this game was fairly well attended, and it was a big deal for NAU, but not for anybody else. And Luke came. He went oh, wow. to the game. He was there in Flagstaff watching that game. And I remember at the end of it, the students rushed the court because NAU actually did win and went on to the, the championship game. But Luke stayed for the whole thing. He went over and congratulated Jack afterwards and then just quietly left. Like, he wasn't there to see the press. He wasn't there to make a big deal about him. He was there to support his guys. And I think that's a testament to who who he was and how deeply he cared about not just Arizona basketball, but the, the state of Arizona basketball in in the grander university scheme. Like he was he became good friends with Bill Frieder, who was the ASU coach at the time. They had like a really weird, funny kind of relationship. They did all those commercials together. You remember those weird mm-hmm. bank one commercials that they do together? Anyway, that was just a side note, but it just kind of showed his approach to everything is that, yes, he cared deeply about his program, but he also was willing to kind of step out of the U of A to help the grander scheme of basketball in the state. I I didn't want to bring up the subject of basketball because, you know, the pillar of Arizona basketball has just passed. I think we can all just trace the pillar back to loot. But is it too quick to talk about the future of basketball? At Arizona, are we on the right track? Would Luke be happy with where we're going? Hmm. That's a that is a good question. It's it's and it's sort of hard hard to pick because he was, you know, I mean, he he was he was such a uh, such a pillar of the Arizona you know basketball community, but also he hasn't been the coach for a while. You know what right. I mean? This is not this isn't his program anymore. You know what I mean? Um, this is Sean Miller's program, and it's almost like you can't compare the two. It's a different, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a different program. They play on the Lute Olson court, but. Um. One thing I think that's, it's really cool that, that you brought up the Lute, Lute and Bobby Olson court. Uh, I've heard this from, from multiple sources and I, I can't pin it back to, to a certain one. So you'll have to forgive me, but I heard that, that another testament to Lute to, you know, naming the court after him is that he actually didn't want, the court to be named after him. He said the only way that he would put his name on it was if you included Bobby, you know, who of course passed away before him, uh, as a result of cancer. And I think that also goes to a testament of who he was, was I, I, I'm a very selfless person. I'm not in it for the glory and to see my name in lights, but I'm here because I understand that this is more important than me. Uh, the university, you know, he, he had that philosophy that I, I am doing this because I am just genuinely passionate about the sport of basketball. I'm genuinely passionate about the city of Tucson and I'm ch- passionate about the University of Arizona. And he just radiated that. And uh, to, to piggyback on just kind of what I said earlier and we've all just touched on is that when he walked in, he was a winner. I expect winning and I expect you to do it in a way that's 
you know, isn't shady that we're going to do this as stand up as we can. And we are going to win or lose. We're going to do it the best that we possibly can. And that was something that, that loot radiated. And that was one thing that I really appreciated about, about him and the program. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a, he, he commanded excellence. You know what I mean? It was all about, you know, and it was, a, and it was an excellent program because of it. His style of recruiting was, was very interesting as well. He's kind of on the forefront of this, wasn't called one and done, but you know, is it that hadn't really caught on. So let's take some guys, you know, earlier in his career, let's take some guys that let, let me, let me retract. Like when, when Lou Olson took over at Arizona, it was not desirable. We talked about that. Like it, it wasn't, people weren't coming to Arizona to play basketball. He said, let's, let's take these young men who, who are decent at basketball. Let's coach them up to become great at basketball. And let's teach you to become great men along the way. And so he's able to develop to develop guys like Sean, you know, Sean Elliott and uh, Steve Kerr and these these upper echelon type players to become great coaches and analysts of themselves, you know, in, in and of themselves. And, and so much of that is with Sean, you know, with Lou Olson, excuse me, uh, to be able to take these kind of guys and, and do that. And that's another style of basketball that probably doesn't translate today where guys are one and done. I want to go and play ball for a year and I want to go pro. The game has changed. The game is so much different now to be able to recruit. You, the Lou Olson ways of recruiting would not work today. It just would not work today. You, you have to try and go after those upper echelon guys and win and the problem is is in march you have if you lose one game you're out does it not though like look at mark few and gonzaga they weren't getting guys they weren't getting those upper echelon dudes and now they are like a top tier program simply because few can coach that does pose an interesting question because i've heard you guys talk about before this whole the concept of you know of one and done and you know you bring these you know upper echelon guys in they stay for a year or two and then they're gone again but you know for for a game like basketball there's something to be said for continuity there's something to be said for a group of guys playing together you know um for an extended period of time and you know having trust in one another sort of understanding the movement of the game and where they're going to be on the court and, and those types of things. I mean, and, and maybe that's what, maybe that's what made this program so special was the, you know, was the continuity. Cause you know, I, I can remember back at some of the, you know, some of my favorite players and they were there, you know, they were there for all four years. Um, and it was, it was really fun to watch them, you know, over that period of time while they played in this program uh, and, and see them do well, see them go, you know, go a good ways into the final four or maybe even make it to the finals. Um, so it, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's a, that, that creates an interesting question. I mean, you know, does it, is, can you build a better program based on continuity rather than just raw talent? And, and, and so to go it another way, Mo, you, you talk about Mark few and going into the final four and, and building this type of a type of a program us as, Arizona State. I won't just go to the University of Arizona, but us as a state, as fans of sports, we are incredibly short-minded. We only, again, we've talked about this, only cheer for teams that win. So when every year that Sean Miller doesn't make it to the Final Four, we get increasingly, increasingly more upset. And we need to go out and get the, you could say Zion Williamson or the the big name recruits every single year to try and make it there. Whereas in Loot, 
he was like, you know what? We're not going to be good for a couple years, but I guarantee you in four years, when all these guys stay, we're going to win the national championship. And, and for most of the part, he was right. We're so much, I feel like more short minded in, in that regard to where we didn't make it. So, you know, I'm mad and I've been guilty of that too. I point at myself for that because I get short minded too. Yeah. And, and that's just, you're right. That's just the, the bent of modern collegiate basketball too. When, when it's just a launching pad for the NBA, I understand. Like, it's a different game. It's a different coaching mentality. It's a wildly different recruiting mentality. But when you're a coach the caliber of Lute Olsen and you literally change the DNA of an entire program and put a university on the map, inevitably everyone is going to be compared mm-hmm. to you from there on out, yep. whether fairly or unfairly. And so every coach, including the current incumbent of that position, is going to be measured by what Lute Olson did. And that that's a testament to both Lute and to the, the longstanding nature of what he's established here. So it just goes to prove that he's probably incomparable. Maybe we'll see something like that again. It's not going to be anytime soon. But he, he, he did something that is very rarely seen in that he took a program that was nothing and turned it into a, a perennial national powerhouse and... Man, what do you say other than that? Like, Loop made us. Loop made Arizona he really, basketball. Yeah, he did. That's it. I he, mean, what he, else do you say? Made it. It's it's a it's a blow to Arizona sports today. So we we tip of the cap cap. Phil, you coined this, so you can say it if you want. The salute to Loop. We're gonna give this one the salute to Loop. Um, thank you, Loot Olson, for all that you've done for Arizona sports, the city of Tucson, the state of Arizona, the sport of basketball. And on a personal note, Loot, thanks for all the memories, man. Thanks for not giving me an autograph in Red Lobster in 1999 <laughs> when the whole team walked in. <laughs> I remember, Miles Simon. Don't think I've forgotten. <laughs> Con him out. have like seven and a half minutes left on my zoom i don't know how to like dude upgrade your zoom uh, yeah i don't know how to i don't know what tap into the brody and mo in-law show deep pockets of our revenue stream yeah i know let's get let's get you a sponsor i know we need a sponsor in yachty traeger or jeep you guys need to start shelling out some money because i've spent enough for you guys like (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm I'm gonna i'm jumping in I'm, i'm taking over the reins here can I mow? I, I don't, you can say yes or no. I'm going uh, Yeah, dude, grab them and go. So my daughter just turned two and she has grown to be somewhat violent. We'll go, we'll go with that at daycare. So I need, I need some parenting advice. First scenario, we got our first naughty gram home from daycare listeners need to understand that my our our babysitter is the sweetest person in the whole entire world sabrina i we love her like she was our own family and i can't think of anybody that i would trust more with my daughter's life than her and so for her to deliver like bad news is is like uh, she was good but but 
we had a situation and I was like, oh yeah, what what was that? She's beating up the boys. Okay. What's going on? <laughs> my first reaction is, well, did they deserve it? Like, was she standing up for herself? That's my first, like, she's standing up for herself. She's, she's, you know, sure. I don't, I don't, I don't condone violence, but like you stand up for yourself. You stand your ground if you need to, like if somebody initiates it. She's like, no, the the boys were sitting there reading a book and and she took the book and, and hit them with it. And I was like, oh, um, Sadie. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. OK, I can't I can't get behind the, the beating of kids with books like, no, we, we can't do that. But I can't punish her. For something at, at, you know, when I pick her up at four, for something she did at noon, right? Like, in a two-year-old's mind, you can't. Sure. She doesn't understand that something that happened four hours ago or whenever it happened, that those are two things that that go together. So, I thought it was just the boys because she had a good report home. It was like, it was only the older girls. So, they they got along and they played and they did their stuff. There was no boys there. So, it was all good. Well, today, we fast forward to today. She gets another naughty gram home. She slapped one of the other girls who was sitting there doing her own thing across the face. <laughs> she comes up and is like, Sadie, slap me. And uh, our sitter, very, very diplomatic, was like, oh, are you sure? Like, you know, we're, we're working on this thing. And, it, you know, not she, she had turned her back like... And she turned, you know, our sitter turns and look, and there's a giant red mark in the shape of a hand across her face. And she's like, oh, no, Sadie definitely slapped you. So uh, I'm working through that. We're working on no hitting. I got nothing. Yeah. Good. So my kid's just going to brawl everybody. Off off the top of my head, Brody, the, the best thing I can tell you to do is since you're struggling with connecting the dots between something that happened at noon and 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 the discipline that would occur later at 4:30 you need to have Sadie in the room with another child while you're there so that you can apply discipline at the time of the malfeasance that means you just need to have another kid oh my god mo i don't want to talk to you anymore so this is going to be known as the Brody and Phil uh semi in-law show <laughs> <laughs> No, I, so we. I'm offering good advice here, bro. That's what everybody says. That's the problem, dude. Like they all say that because she has single, you know, child syndrome. Like she's not understanding why. Like I want to read this book. Why do you have this book? I'm going to take this book and I'm going to beat you with it. We need to to skip a lot of of steps. Like there are plenty of other books for you to read. This kid is is enjoying their book. You don't you don't you don't need to read that one. So it's, it's, we're learning sharing. It's been tough. I, it's been tough. I, I also have thought about steering into the skid of just like, I'm going to buy her skates and hockey mitts and she's going to be the enforcer on the team. Do I just go with the True. boxing also, mix? Also a viable option. You don't want her to practice on the other children though. Yeah. She practices on like a, a like a heavy bag. Maybe on you. You could allow her to practice on you. That'd be fair. So I'm beat up, Dad. 
Yeah, it's that or have another kid, man. You got to choose between those two options. That's all you got. I, I have, I, like, I, I don't have a better solution here, but I feel like there has to be one out there. Thank you, Phil. Somebody <laughs> could offer. I, I now is where uh, you I, chime I mean, in, Phil. Now is the point. Maybe, maybe you go to the listeners. I don't, I don't know. Uh, hey, listeners, what do you, what, what, what's, what's our <laughs> other options? We have have another kid. Dad get, gets the well bleep button beat out of him, or your option. Brody, you know Twitter. Put it on Twitter the poll. poll. Have another kid or let Brody get beat up by a hockey <laughs> mitt. <laughs> Those are your options, man. To be fair, I did ask for advice. I didn't say I would, wouldn't like the advice. Both are terrible <laughs> options, but I guess they're <laughs> Yeah, so honestly, I sort of remember... Um, I remember both my kids going through you know, um, stages where they were, where they were violent. Um, and I, my, my daughter was a biter actually. Um, and you know, we got some, we got some nasty grams back where my daughter had, had, had bitten some other children, you know, and it was like, you know, as, as my daughter's my oldest. And so as like first time parents, when this stuff happens, you're like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? We need to call the other parents. And like, but is that going to be awkward? I wonder if they're mad at us. I mean, are they going to, you know, do we have insurance for this? You know, that kind of stuff. Exactly um, what I was thinking, dude. Yeah. You know, but you know, they, they're, they're learning. I mean, they're learning all the time. And so they're trying to, you know, just like everything else, they're trying to figure out how to keep their emotions in check and that kind of stuff too. And so, um, you know, it's one of those things you just have to remember. It's like, you're not doing anything wrong. You just, it's just a constant reinforcement, yeah. you know what I mean? And saying, and, and making sure that they understand why they can't do things, you know, why they can't do certain things and, you know, and why it's inappropriate, you know? And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's in the short term, it's stressful, but, uh, in, in the long term, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll learn, they'll get it. You know, they'll, they'll figure it out. You know, it's their phases, you know, and you'll get through them. And I needed to hear that, Phil. Thank you. Cause you wonder, <laughs> are you going to figure this out? <laughs> people I'm going, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Stop hitting it. No, man. You get, you get your third note home about your daughter biting another kid and drawing blood. And you start wondering, Hmm, is there, some, is there something that we're doing wrong here? <laughs> oh, of Sadie beating up kids at daycare what's your favorite Lute Olsen memory <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I remembered um, I remembered the game that stuck in my head most vividly and, and unfortunately I mean you know when I was talking about loot and all the memories I had it it's almost like that it's like the games the games that we lost are the ones that stick in my head you know most vividly um, and it's because, you know, you were just, you were so excited and you were, you know, you were there and you were into it and you were, you know, you're hoping at that for that last minute comeback. And, and, you know, um, but, uh, in, in 2000, 2001, I was, uh, I was getting ready to graduate high school. And, um, I remember I was back, I was actually back in Washington DC for a, uh, I can't even remember what organization I was, I was with at the time, but we were, we were doing a trip back in Washington DC and, when all of the, when all of my classmates were out having a good time, I was stuck 
in this little dorm room watching uh, watching the championship game against Duke on this tiny little TV. And I was yelling and screaming at the top of my lungs to nobody but myself um, and just absolutely losing my mind. Uh, and that, I think, was one of the... Um, that was one of the most prominent memories in my mind of, of, uh, of rooting for Arizona, for Arizona sports, Arizona basketball. And, and loot was, you know, was definitely, um, you know, was definitely a big part of that. You know, we had, you know, it was like, it was the, it was the era of, you know, Gilbert Arenas and Luke Walton mm-hmm. and, and those guys. And, and it was, um, th- those were great teams and, you know, you knew all season that we had a shot at it that year, you know what I mean? And, and all through that mark, all through the final four, it was, you know, it was like, this is, this is ours, you know, this is, you know, uh, this is ours for the taking. And, and, um, and, you know, uh, you, you know, you, you loved winning all of those games and you got to the final game and, you know, um, and you didn't quite get there, but you still felt good about the season. You still felt good about your team. Um, but it was, you know, it's disappointing to lose the championship game, but man, you, you, you just, you know, those were some of the, those are some of the great memories of watching Arizona basketball was just being so, um, invested, mm-hmm. invested in your team, invested mm-hmm. in yeah. the season, invested in that championship, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it, unfortunately it, it's not a, it wasn't a win, but man, it was, man, it was fun. That's how I feel too. I, like, I think if I had to point to one of them, it's, it's two, it's the whole 2005 team. Salim oh. Stoudemire at point. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go with when he beat ASU in Tempe on a buzzer beater where he clearly traveled. <laughs> but then, like, later in the year, he beats Oklahoma State yeah. in the Sweet 16. And then the, the very next game is them versus Illinois. And they're up tw- 16, 20 with two and a half to play and lose in overtime. Like you said, Phil, even in those games where they lose, you feel good about your team. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember Channing Fry sitting on the floor at the end of overtime, just like bawling unconsolably at the end yeah. of that game. Illinois is the best team in the nation that year. You lost to the best team and you took them to overtime. It was a great game. You should have won fine. I still feel good about this team. And I know next year they're going to come back stronger. Like, that was loot to me. Yeah. You know, just now, I just, I just typed in Arizona basketball into Google. And you just get pages of Lute Olson. The impact that one man had on a university, on a town, on a state, on a sport. You got to, you know, you go back to Lute Olson and and all of the great teams that he's had, all of the legacies that he's led, the incredible work that he did, and and again taking a job that nobody wanted to build it to a powerhouse. It just, it's it's just incredible. It's just incredible. Uh, what an incredible man. What an incredible legacy. And uh, so we're really happy uh, to have him in Tucson and to have him at the University of Arizona. And we we pray for his family and that uh, we, we thank him for all that he did at U of A. Foremost, I want to thank Phil for literally last second 
just because we texted him a selfie of ourselves being sad about loot was willing to jump back into this <laughs> podcast with us <laughs> Phil, thanks, thanks man. Life. We uh, like genuinely. Yeah, I appreciate man. it. Thank, the, thank you. you have a life, you have a family, and you decided to hang out with us tonight. Thank you. Well, hey, listen, I I couldn't I couldn't think of a of a better place to talk about uh, loot awesome memories than this podcast with you guys. So appreciate the invite. I sent Phil the selfie of us all, you know, sad, and he he sent me the similar sad face, and I was like, all right, Phil, what are you doing in five minutes? And he's like, I'm joining a podcast with you, and I was like you're the man so thanks phil man we appreciate it dude <laughs> we we truly do commiserate about arizona sports we did. tonight we did brody absolutely brody the obvious choice for the number of the night is 97 i would make you do 1997 that's I pretty high and you might have to use some weird increments but 97 the year Ludolson led arizona to its first and only Collegiate National Championship. Thanks, Loot. Ten dollar ten. Here, here out of it at a part of it at a 98 and i have heard out of it at a 98 sold it 97 97 thank you Lou Dolson. 1997 you brought a national championship home to the university of arizona the city of tucson the state of arizona we love you we miss you thank you to you thank you to phil thank you to mo thank you Lou Dolson. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Brody and Mo In-Law Show. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, you can find us at In-Law Show. If you want to email us, you can find us at bmils2020 at gmail.com. Phil, thanks again for joining us. We might as well rename this to the Brody and Mo and Phil In-Law Show. Other than that, we'll see you all next time. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye.